Hey everyone, it's Weekender time, so it's awesome prize time. And on this week's show, you have the chance to win the Space Marine Strike Force Agastus, a really cool box set with that really cool Brutalist Dreadnought. If you want to be in with your chance to win, like this video, comment down below, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Right, let's get stuck into the show and go on a journey of miniature goodness. Welcome to the show. This week we've got Benno on the show. We got Jono on the show. And we got Sheo on the show. Does that All work? The yeah. <laughs> All the O's. All the O's. And I'm, I guess, Lloydo. We've been going with all the O's. (laughs) (laughs) Well, peeps, time for another big whammy of a weekend. But before we get stuck into that, we've got some spring clean challenge news coming at you, don't we? Because we're rolling into spring, so it's time to it's time to crack open your your closets of grey and start doing something, huh? Oh my god, tackle that pile <laughs> of potential. Yes. Um, so we're returning with the spring cleaning hobby challenge for 2023. Yay, everybody cheer. Woo, awesome. Yeah. Uh, we, we normally get loads and loads and loads of project entries for this one. Uh, and now is your chance to dive in. So what is the challenge uh the idea of the challenge is that you're going to be looking into your archives as lloyd was saying to try and find old and forgotten and unloved miniatures and giving them a spruce up turning them into something glorious and beautiful old and forgotten but no miniatures ever truly unloved That's are true, they i suppose well until they hit the bin i suppose you, you need to find, ask find Jerry a bit if it <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so you're basically we're just asking you to dive into your collection find old projects that maybe were half started or you didn't really get time to finish or something like that Put them into our project system uh, and then just sort of um, show us and guide us through the process of bringing those miniatures up to a new brand spanking standard that you set for yourself. You yes. can win stuff as well. You can as well. So um, this isn't just a, a, a chance to paint miniatures. This is also a chance to win some lovely vouchers for stored on tabletop. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, and that's going to be Swing. split over five categories. Uh, that we've got set up for this year. Um, we've got uh, we've got four returning ones and then a new one as well. Ooh, look cool. at this! Um, so the categories that we've split them up into are best skill. So that is decided by us, but it's the most skilled work, <laughs> be it painting or overall finish to a miniature. So it's someone who's done an outstanding job on whatever their project's going to be. The next one of these is best tutorial, uh, and that is based on someone showing us not necessarily the most amazing paint scheme for example but tension but all the sort of steps that you've got into throughout the process of bringing your project to life um so that could be documenting rough design work and sketches through to all of the different building elements alongside then all the different paints that you use to paint the miniature and everything like that someone who's done a lot of detail work will come in as the uh, the winner for that category which is very cool um you've also got best idea so best idea is just someone you might not even finish your spring cleaning project. But if you've had a really awesome idea, then that's what counts. That's Just the, like many that's, of that's us. That's the cop-out category. It is the cop-out category. <laughs> that's, the, that's the category <laughs> I would be aiming for. <laughs> yeah. So it's someone who's planned an amazing thing, but not necessarily been able to bring it to fruition. Either way, the idea is awesome, and so we can give some awards for that. 
We then have best junior member. So if you're a little cultist, uh, if you're someone under the age of 16, then you can build a uh, project with your your parents or whatever, and you can dive in and you can show us your work. And you have also got the chance of winning a prize, which is very cool. The last category uh, is one that Warren wanted to bring in for this year, and we've called it a breath of fresh air. Ah, <laughs> and the idea with this one is to go out i know this is scary go out into the big wide world oh my god terrifying right outside outside Ugh. in the real space uh, it gets me- better go outside to- and take a wee man with you yes we want you to take a little real miniature with you whatever you've done whatever you've finished <laughs> and we want you to take a beautiful picture in a wonderful location somewhere outdoors that could be taking a dwarf to a mine it could be taking an elf to a forest you could take uh some world war ii soldiers to a battlefield and take some pictures of them somewhere in a museum yeah. and annoy all the security guards or something i don't you, know you, you could take a princess to starbucks <laughs> you take yeah I guess. oh wait yeah, that wouldn't sure. that wouldn't cut with that count can we do like spring stuff inside a shop look I mean, it, it's it, spring it, but i'm in a shop it's outdoors i guess <laughs> no it's, it's outdoors <laughs> and then back indoors oh uh, yeah i suppose yeah uh, but yeah, so you'll, you'll the... find crazy Guato doing that. Yes, I'm uh, waiting for the <laughs> I'm waiting for the unpainted models in pictures at B and Q in the paint aisle. The, yes, yes, next to the next to the swatches. Yeah, yep. Um, this so, yeah, was so that... my idea to paint this, and I also left the house to show you. <laughs> there we go, two categories at once. Right. But to, to but to clarify, we're looking for pretty pictures yeah, yeah. and like we springside meadows and shit like that, aren't yes. we? <laughs> yes. Lovely, as you say, shit like that. Um, <laughs> there are there are five categories. Um, the sort of overall decision will be down to us as to who the winners and runners up are for each of the categories. But we encourage you to dive in and um, tick all the little, little boxes in the projects um, for skill, tutorial, idea, and that kind of thing that gives us a good guide as to what people have done and that can kind of help people out and so it's a nice community feel to everything at the same time which is really yeah. cool if, if you've you want never to... if you've never used the project system it's here come on yes. over to the website and just press this button here mm-hmm. and if you've made a free account then you will see the project system you will do and then from there it's just a simple case of following the steps in the the link here uh, and sort of um, clicking on the contest little drop down menu there on the right when you build your uh when you build your project, there'll be some nice options in there. And there should be spring cleaning challenge, hobby challenge 2023. Select that and it will be added into the mix. You'll also get some experience and some awesome stuff and an achievement and things for taking part, which is quite nice. Uh, But yeah, as we were saying, there are some prizes to give away for this. Uh, There's going to be five winners and then five runners up. Uh, The winners will get themselves a £75 voucher for store.ontable.com which is pretty awesome sets you up for the next spring clean challenge in 2024 clearly uh and then there's also five 25 pound vouchers uh for the runners up in each of those categories again to spend on store.ontabletop.com that's it paint your gray to win more gray exactly that's the Uh way to go yeah (laughs) so yeah this is going to be running from now essentially the the thing's going to be up i mean official springtime starts on the 20th of march but you can get a head start over the weekend get some planning in i suppose and it's going to be finishing on the 21st of june which who would have thought it is the end of springtime a word <laughs> uh so dive in and uh get stuck in with us over the next couple of months and have some fun it's really generous 75 quid vouchers wow we should have taken that money and bought john with solar stool <laughs> You're right there, down there, John. <laughs> it can get worse. It can get worse.
Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, well, there you go. Yeah. Five categories of in there. Come on over to OnTabletop.com. Yes. Check out the post. There'll be a link down below in the description for those mm. who are too lazy to take it off the screen. I can understand that big long link. So, click mm. that. Come on over. Get signed up to a project. Get your grey out. Mm. Start painting, or just take a take a mini out into the big wide world. Do you have to paint a mini, or can you just take a regular mini? You've paid then to the big world. If you, if you were really arty and you wanted to take like a lovely grey miniature out and then take it in something moody, maybe that would be cool. And may, maybe you're making some statement about progression and painting and art. I don't know. You know, have fun. Oh, take a mini down to the lake and have it reflecting in its own pool. Oh my god! Mm. Yes, there we go. Yeah. yeah. What am I if not finished? Oh. <laughs> Why am I not loved? Why have you never painted me? If, huh? if I don't see at least a few entries like that, then I'll be d- uh, disappointed. Now, you so. teased me. You demolded me. You took all the mold lines <laughs> off, but never painted me. Said half of Jerry's collection. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Speaking of Jerry, we have an indie of the week, but he's not here. He's not here. So are I you are, to... are you responsible, Ben? Yeah, I got to uh, run roughshod over want, everything that Jerry you, holds dear. You so. want you want to do your best, Jerry? There. Yes. Okay. So, welcome to Indie of the Week. Oh yes. Ooh, tingles, tingles, tingles. That was buttery. That though. buttery or oh, buttery biscuit base. But anyway, <laughs> uh, a lot of people will know that I uh, quite like Mr. Joseph A. McCullough who does uh, Range of Shadow Deep and Frostgrave and all those other awesome games, Oathmark, uh, Oathmark? yeah, Oathmark and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, well, he does work for some big companies uh, like Osprey and he's worked with Modiphius and a whole bunch of other people as well. But what's kind of cool about what he does is that a lot of the stuff that he then presents supplementary to what he's done as the main games doesn't tend to necessarily arrive on bigger sites like Modiphius or Osprey and that kind of thing. And for especially for one of his games, Range of Shadow Deep, he's actually done a lot of this stuff himself. And so what I thought was really cool is to dive into an indie of kind of an indie creator who also works with other bits and pieces. So we looked at um, Ash Barker last week, um, who's doing loads of stuff with Joseph at the same time. Uh, and I thought what would be kind of cool is to move along the sort of blaster lineup and look at some of the other people who work on that magazine. And so I thought I'd dive into what Joseph has been offering up as part of his... Let's uh, do this! Yes, so... Mm, I'm hyped! <laughs> There's no minis! Mm, but there, there are, are books. no minis. There are all books. I'm hyped! Mm, for those who want minis, skip to the news. Mm. <laughs> right. Okay. I know what this is cool. Okay. Right. So if you click on that first link, uh, Lloyd, and you bring it up, you'll see kind of the stuff that Joseph's been doing. So um, he has put together an enormous array of both digital and um, written supplements for people oh. who want to dive into his different games, as you can see here. I've also broken it down with some of the other links that I've got in the, the running. Yeah, I see that. Well. Look at this. Uh, here's, here's one. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the first ones I wanted to zoom in on is this one here. So uh, Range of Shadow Deep is the game that we talked about a couple of years ago, actually. And it's a solo slash cooperative game um, where you can play as rangers of Shadow Deep, who would have thought it, who go out on adventures, a little bit kind of Middle Earthy vibes, but also a little witchery at the same time. Um, and the the initial first book came out and it was fantastic and everyone's had a lot of fun with it. I know uh, Warren was really excited about what it offered. But what was really cool about um, uh, what Joseph then did next is that he's basically expanded his story now. And so he started off with this one, which was Blood Moon, which, if you, if you haven't guessed by the uh, the title, 
added werewolves <laughs> into the mix. <laughs> Sample gets to the introduction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, he's now expanded that story throughout like five, six, seven other books. You can see them all arrayed down at the bottom oh, there. Oh, 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 yeah. um, and click, click, all so. of these continue to tell the expanding story of what's happening within Ranger Shadow Deep and Alador and the world that he's created. And he's done all of this work alongside um, the, the artist that helped him with the initial um, run of the book, which I thought was really cool. Um, so he's actually gone into a lot of detail of sort of bringing all of this to life and playing around with it and coming up with new mechanics and everything like that as well. So uh, Barrett Stanley's done all the artwork. That's the name I was trying to I was trying to fish out. But what you'll see with each of these is that they throw little interesting things into the mix. So, for example, with Blood Moon, you had werewolves. Uh, with the next one, which is the Temple of Madness, you had traps and you had interior locations and playing around with sort of dungeon delving mechanics. Where is it? Where's the Temple of Madness? If you go, oh no, maybe it's not called the Temple of Madness. Incinerator, that's the one. Is that, I think it's called that. No, Temple of Madness. There we go. There in the middle. In the middle. The, the green one. The green one. There Where? Oh, here we go. My God, jeez, Jerry's so much easier uh... to direct. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then with the menagerie, he threw monsters and all sorts of pets and things that you could throw into the game as well, which I thought was really nice. And he's very much expanded this to the point where each of these books is like a, a lovely little kind of. Uh, role-playing tome of awesomeness um, and what's always quite fun about these is that they've they've not necessarily come out with miniatures lines because um, these are kind of all been done by McCullough and, and sort of and, and Stanley and stuff but they've always come out at the same time as like maybe a few fun little miniatures from North Star who've done a few little bits and pieces here and there to give like undead camels and that kind of stuff into the mix which so it's kind of nice um, so Essentially, this first selection of stuff that's really cool about um, what McCullough's been doing is that if you want to dive into Ranger Shadow Deep and you've been maybe looking at some of the books from Modipius and that kind of thing, this gives you an amazing opportunity to dive in and find loads of additional stories that he's been working on um, alongside it and continuing that tale. The, the latest one that he did um, is very much focused on kind of like finishing off this first big story and trying to rescue this prince and stuff. Uh, and uh, it's been really fun seeing how it all comes together um, over the last little while. Um, as well There's as a the hell kind of a lot of them. Yes, yeah. there are. <laughs> it's one of those games, once you dive into it, I think it becomes your kind of like lifestyle game uh, that you will just play forever, uh, especially when it comes to seeing what people have done on like Facebook groups and that kind of thing as well. Um, in addition to the main books, there's also a fanzine that he worked on, uh, which is called The Star of Alador, which is based around the the fantasy world that he created. Um, and again, this kind of dives into the idea of um, what he's been playing around with in terms of coming up with new and fun rules that maybe he couldn't fit into those expansion books. Do we have a link for that? There is underneath. It's the, it's the, sec, the third link on the running order. Oh, third link. <laughs> oh, you skipped the second link. You dip. I didn't skip the second link. Oh, <laughs> what? Have you already talked about the second link? Click on oh, that one. I can see oh, your cursor. Click there's on the second one. We, we talked about that. I need to show the picture then. There we go. Yes. So I'm just talking about that at this particular moment. Uh, You're not listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, here's the official sort of fanzine that he did alongside uh, Rangers of Shadow Deep, which is pretty cool, which you can go and dive into and have fun with. And hopefully this one will expand with additional stuff. But we'll talk about a little bit more about that later. Oh, so it's not this one. No, so this is the uh, is is one of the other big fanzines that he's been working on. So this was called Spellcaster, and another one of McCullough's games that he created was Frostgrave, uh, which a lot of people have, have really enjoyed. This does the same thing as what he's done with some of his other 
fanzines like the Star of Alador, the one that we were just looking at there, where you can dive in and find loads of additional new rules for playing out um, awesome adventures and things like that. So, for example, and- in the first the first issue there, yeah. you get knights and templars, but then as you go through all of them, there'll be new additional rules thrown into the mix. That Is he involved in the other ones too, then. Yeah, so he's done all of these and helped with all of them and, and brought them all to the tabletop, which I think is really cool. Um, so uh, so if you're looking to expand Frostgrave in ways that maybe you haven't seen done in official supplements, this does that, which is really cool. Um, and, for example, there's nothing really about dragons in the official rules for Frostgrave, but then with Spellcaster, as we saw in that last issue, he did that and he threw dragons into the mix for you to have fun with, which was really nice. I um, had no idea there was a magazine. Yeah. Um, uh, this is why bringing this to the to everybody is such a cool idea. Yes, there are no miniatures, but this is kind of stuff that I think a lot of people will be really interested to dive into and have a look at because a lot of people really like these games and they love there what you the game does. Anybody so, who skipped to the news has missed out. <laughs> yeah, idiots. Um, but yeah, so um, the other thing's really nice about these is that you can either get them in PDF or you can actually get a lot of them uh, printed as well. So there's got like a print on demand, which is kind of cool uh, if you want to dive into and have fun with that. Um, there's also uh, the link. Uh, there was another link to grave mutations I wanted to show off as well. Yeah, we got uh, that. So I'm, I'm, I'm got you. I got you covered. Look at that. Yeah. So this was another one of the more recent uh, supplements that came out. Well done, Lloyd. You're on. You're on brand. Sweet. <laughs> this is another one of the uh, supplements that he did more recently that isn't hasn't come out through Osprey, but was something that he wanted to work on himself because he wasn't entirely sure that you know you'd be able to sell a book that just came with mutations in it. So he just decided to do it as a little indie project, as you can see here. Let's and see how again, far the preview goes. Oh, we started the introduction this time. We started the introduction. So this is, as you might have guessed by the, the title, a set of um, mutations that you just roll on to see what happens to your weird characters. So maybe they get really big feet for hands or they grow horns uh, or they turn into a tiger uh, and all these kind of things. So it's just a really cool little resource of kind of fun things <laughs> you to play uh, around with. And I love the way I was scrolling past this picture and you say it completely the opposite way around. Really big oh, feet you know, for hands, but you got really big hands for feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing with mutations that can go. He's, way, he, he's gone all everything everywhere all the time here, huh? Yes. <laughs> Hot dog hands, yes. <laughs> um, can you believe yeah. how many Oscars that one? it's a beautiful film so i'm I'm glad that it did but uh there you go as you can see it's just a really big book of tables which i think is amazing um and it's kind of stuff you know why 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 not have walrus tusks yeah look at that yeah there's plenty of stuff in this example yeah is is there any of the book that's not in the in the sample (laughs) (laughs) we'll see if it gets to 100 (laughs) even more than that so (laughs) oh yeah oh big ears big ears Um, the last one that I wanted to uh, to show off is the Old Bones one, which is his most recent um, uh, sort of zine that he's put together. Um, so this, again, has been designed to cover not just one game, but lots of them. Uh, and so he's he's put this together so that he can put in rules for essentially all of his games. So Rangers and uh, Frostgrave and Stargrave and Ghost Archipelago and all those kind of games as well. Um, and so this one's uh, the, the newest one. I think it came out towards the tail end of last year, or it might have been slightly into this this year. Um, and hopefully as more ideas come to Mikado's mind, he'll start to create more stuff for these zines. So if you're looking for kind of weird and esoteric things that you want to throw into your games of, well, any of his games, uh, then it's really worth coming and having a look at his little section on drive through RPG because he's designed loads of fun little things that have just sort of come to mind. 
Uh, and he's he's that those those are like proper hot dog fingers, <laughs> but tentacle wise at the same time. So, um, so if you want to dive into his games and find out some weird esoteric stuff, this is definitely the place to come. There's also uh, I wanted to put in a link to his blog as well. Um, so Michello has like a hobby blog where he talks about sometimes the design of what he's been working on, um, but he also just shows off some of the things that he's been painting and that kind of stuff as well. And so if you're looking to sort of delve a little bit into the mind of the creator, uh, then it's fun to come and check out uh, the Renaissance Troll, um, where he's been kind of breaking down all the things that he's been doing and playing and stuff like that. That's the latest uh, of the supplements that he worked on there, as you can see. But um, he also yep. has a, a, a penchant. There's a building. Of, there's so. a particular building with a floor that's hidden. It's sort of halfway between two floors, and it's tiny. And there's a hole you can climb through, and then you can become John McCullough. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? He's, he's <laughs> making a joke about being John McCullough. <laughs> <laughs> or Joseph McCullough. I want to make a John oh, yeah. McCullough. <laughs> being Joseph McCullough. That would be interesting. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so if you're interested in looking at the design and uh, and, and stuff like that that uh, McCullough has been working on, definitely Did that go over your head there, John? Because it wouldn't oh. be difficult with how low down you are. <laughs> 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 there we go, we're getting it fixed. There, yeah, there you have me. Yes, that looks less dopey now than, Thanks. than tiny little John. Uh, but yeah. Um, <laughs> So a little bit of a different one and, and, and a quick one this time around for, for India of the Week. But as I say, if you have any interest in any of McCullough's games, definitely go and check out his um, drive-through RPG page because, as I say, he's very much an indie creator in, in many regards and has been doing some amazing stuff. So go and have a look at him. Well, we go and catch up with the people who think they're cool and skip to the news. Yeah, let's do that. Coming to you from the centre of Northwestern Europe, Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that sh- you love. It's the Muck f- News. <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, so back for some news as uh, as Lloyd has made me start things off here. Hello, cool kids. How are you? Did you miss us? It's as if I have to do everything around here anyway. Right. Uh, so we're going to be starting off. With, uh, the, the, the the bonus of that is that I get to talk about all the things that I like, I suppose. So there we go. Uh, but yes, uh, we're going to be starting things off uh, in the news with a little bit of uh, uh, stuff from Blacksite Studios. So you might remember that they've been doing some really cool stuff over the last little while with Hamatsu, which is going to be their kind of samurai survival action game. Uh, but don't look back is the kind of first game that they came out with, which was a really fun solo cooperative horror based miniatures game well it's going to be coming back to the tabletop with a new revamped second edition almost take on the game don't look back Uh, is back exactly yes uh so for anyone who hasn't heard of don't look back as i say it's a cooperative miniatures game where you play as the final survivors in a horror movie uh, and everything they've done for it so far has been very much focused on the idea of those kind of vhs horrors from the kind of 80s and 90s a little bit of early 2000s as well with a bit of scream and ghost face and that kind of thing uh and you play as this group of survivors who have to try and survive uh, against a deadly horror that has been unleashed that might be kind of michael myers or as i was saying Ghostface or something like that chasing you around cabins and woods and in the streets of a city or inside a shopping mall or something like that um games are played out on uh small two by two tables which is really cool uh, and they've created really awesome uh miniatures and terrain for it as well these are the new revamped uh kind of survivor hero miniatures that they've been working on um so it's a lot of the old cast of characters and then a couple of new ones as well 
Don't ask me which ones are new. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, so they've thrown some really fun new uh, work into the sculpts for this, using a lot of the th- uh, things that they've learnt from sculpting for their other games as well. Uh, but they've also got, of course, creepy villains. So you have like Ethan DeGraw there, which might be a kind of an interesting fit for people who've maybe played a little bit of Resident Evil and kind of remember some of the big, strange Doctor characters and stuff in there that are sort of wandering around with their big mutations and stuff. Um, either that or this guy's got a really, really bad case of gout uh that has affected his leg but there we go mm-hmm. i see he's got big everywhere almost well, yes yes <laughs> that's why the the shirt hangs just so. <laughs> um but yeah so um they've also got some returning characters as well uh so boxcar willie who was uh featured in the first version of the game the first edition is back of course there's got to be a sequel where the slasher comes back into act into the action Ooh. and he's going to be getting a new miniature and a new set and all that kind of stuff dungarees i imagine yeah. dungarees are only dungarees. worn by evil people that's what i'm take exception to that i'm getting to that age where i might be able to pull dungarees off i mean i think to be fair to be fair i think dungarees actually are kind of cool I mean, they're a bit they're a bit annoying when you need to go to the toilet, but other than that, I'd say. Oh yeah. Do you not do you not get a pair with the, the tactical flap? Oh yeah, the tactical <laughs> flap. We should yes, definitely remember that. Yeah. Um as uh, as well as the miniatures, they're also working on some new terrain as well. So they've got uh, uh this new ranger station, which just seems perfect for all those kind of old school kind of classic slasher uh movies, maybe a little bit kind of Jason and that kind of thing, Friday the tenth eight and stuff, where you're being chased around camps and you're swimming lovingly in the water and you're like oh i'm having such a lovely time my sexuality oh wonderful oh no a deadly killer is chasing me i shouldn't have had sex with john oh god oh no well there we go you know be pure that's what they say have you not watched scream jesus that's a very unrealistic scenario you've just come up with oh okay yeah yeah imagine wanting to have sex with john which john are we talking about uh, anyway, uh, right, uh, before I blush anymore. Uh, so yes, uh, let's, uh, as I say, this is going to be coming to the tabletop with a new book and there's going to be some new start set content and all that kind of thing is coming as well. Um, as I say, the really nice thing about this is that it plays <gasps> out. What's in the video? video? Uh, it plays out on very, very small tabletops that are, as I say, like two what? by two, three by three. So you can pack them with terrain um, and uh, as, as as you can see there, Blacksite do some some really nice bits and pieces for it, mm-hmm. um, and and just have a lot of fun with it. One of the things that they've talked about with the game is that they've kind of tried to, um, kind of freshen up a little a, a few of the mechanics and stuff, and play around with the kind of wording of things. So it's uh it's a little little less obtuse when it comes to things mechanically. So when you're diving in to have a little bit of fun with the game, um, it, it should be nice and easy to to sort of um. Uh, enjoy it and stuff the only sticking point is that the, the, the stuff from black site tends to take a little bit of a while to get across from the states but fingers crossed we're going to be seeing some uh more retailers helping out to try and get uh, don't look back over here in the uk and europe a little easier um for you to dive into and have fun with but yeah uh can't wait to see what they do with this i like the way one of them's gone down for the horror look like he literally looks like he's going to the depths of hell yes. backwards. <laughs> i also low-key need his t-shirt yeah. <laughs> yeah um but uh but yeah hopefully this will be hitting uh retail very very soon uh they're going to be doing their little pre-order period um in the next couple of weeks and things but uh definitely go and check this out if you like horror and and you like the idea of cooperative miniature gaming i think this is definitely one to have a look at so there we go very cool 
moving on from horror, uh, we're going to be moving into the realm of sci-fi because uh, we've got some new sets coming up for Drop Zone Commander. Um, TT Combat have been working away at kind of making the game more accessible uh, for a lot of people. And they've had starter sets and stuff in the past, uh, but the newest collection of things that they've been working on are the armor battle groups. Um, so there are there are new battle groups for both the PH well for the PHR, the Resistance, the Scourge, the Shaltari, and the UCM. So everybody. <laughs> What's actually new though? It's just a rebox. So it's kind of a rebox and kind of like a, a reintroduction element it's, for for Drop Zone. The yeah. the previous the previous starter boxes for factions had more stuff in them. They had infantry yes. and, and infantry mm-hmm. carriers. They've basically looks like they've basically stripped that stuff out yeah. and allowed you just to run, as they say, armored stuff yes. rather than yeah. uh, a, a more combined unit with infantry in it yeah so the armor battle group is kind of like the heart of what you need almost to play an army and drop zone commander and so this as john was saying kind of strips out some of the additional stuff so that you have that very that very core of your force for each of the different factions each of the sets comes with like between seven and ten miniatures um for, for them and they kind of focus in on the kind of iconic things you need so you've got your your walkers some tanks transport options you then obviously have your drop ships because why wouldn't you in a game called drop zone commander um and it kind of gives you a nice flavor of each of the different factions without you having to go too deep into them these will also be very good if you're trying to look at kind of expanding one of your existing forces so maybe if you did buy into one of the starter sets um with the ucm and the scourge or for example then these would be a nice little kind of like bonus sort of bolt on to what you've already got which is kind of cool um and i think it's just really nice to see that drop zone commander is having as well, is having more of these kind of entry points into it yep. um so that you can dive in at different value levels and stuff and just kind of experience the game because drop zone commander is pretty damn awesome uh, and it's good to see that they've kind of built on that since uh since taking over so yeah very cool Dave, Dave has essentially just been unleashed to do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> he's, he's, because he doesn't have to manage a company anymore. Yes. He's literally sat in his room with his computer. Like, so he must have like ten monitors by now. Yeah. Everything from three like sketches to three D renders to, to textured. Going, I think yeah, that's yeah, definitely the case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving from sci-fi, uh, we go to the genre of fantasy uh, and we're looking at some stuff that um actually jerry uh dived into uh last year from rtlw miniatures so rtl do amazing um resin characters for sci-fi and fantasy and that kind of stuff but the kickstarter that they did last year was for magnetic heroes uh and magnetic magnetic heroes was them taking their amazing sculpts and then creating really awesome modular characters for you to use in your role-playing games so they've they've divided them up between uh, might, magic, cunning, and divine. And then the really cool thing about these is that you have your kind of core body and then all of the other kind of accoutrements and accessories and weapons and all that kind of stuff can then just be slotted into heads and hands and all that kind of thing to kind of make your perfect character. The other thing that's really nice about this is that you can kind of you could start off with your character having very basic equipment and then do that thing that everyone likes doing which is then converting and kit bashing to give yourself really cool additional weapons and upgraded stuff and legendary items and that kind of thing. Um, so you can sort of play around with that, which I think is really nice. The, the, are these the, pre-magnetized or what way does that work? So those those are just the painted versions of them that have been finished up, but they will have had magneti- magnetization in the hands and that but kind I of mean, stuff. But I mean, do they come with magnets with them or what? They what, come what with little work? holes in them and they come with magnets as well. So you can, so they're all sort of ready for you to kind of stick together and sort of do what you like with them. So obviously you want to do a little bit of you know, bits painting separately from everything like that. Obviously, you could just glue everything together, 
you know, and keep it permanent if you really wanted to. But the kind of, be kind of pointless. <laughs> yeah, there would be kind of pointless to what they're trying to do with the with, with it. But yeah, oh, um, we got plenty of unboxings too. Yeah, so we did an unboxing. We did unboxings for every one of the different kind of um, genres of hero, as I was saying before. Um, so if you want to dive in and see what they're like and sort of how they go together, then Jerry did some did some very very in depth unboxings. But um, they're available. Pardon me. Over on their uh, their web store right now for you to go and have a look at and and see what you think of them. Um, They've got all the different characters that they had available at the time, plus some kind of like legendary add-ons and additions. So you can get terrain and, um, as I was saying, kind of like epic weapons and armor and that kind of stuff as well to kind of throw into the mix. Uh, and I think they're doing like a sale at the moment as well. So if you're interested in uh, in checking that out, make sure to go and have a look at Artel and what they've uh, what they've got uh, set up for you to dive into. As I say, if you're a role-playing fan, it's definitely one to go and have a look at. Um, and if you like the idea of kind of tinkering around with weapons and making your characters your own, then it's perfect, really. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a nice, nice, nice direction to go now. Uh, moving to historical stuff. Um, we had a look at Army Bits in the news a couple of weeks ago because they kind of were dropping a few previews of the new stuff that they were working on. Um, but they've kind of over the last week or so kind of exploded with previews a bit like, look at all the amazing things we're offering you. Um, so they've kind of been putting together a really fun kind of 15 mil Cold War through to modern sort of set of miniatures for you to use on the tabletop. Uh, the focus has very much been on the the US uh, it's uh, a, as it stands. So infantry we can't get from Battlefront. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, and they've done a a whole selection of different things for you to be playing around with, uh, including command elements, as you can see here. So you've got the the medic who's tending to a downed soldier, and then you've got a couple of radio operators as well. What's really nice is that I, I love the detail that Army Bits has been able to work into everything, where they have just all of their kit. So they have all the little bags and straps and, and uh, stuff that they've been carrying around on their backs. They've got their guns with all the different attachments, so the grenade launchers and that kind of thing as well, which is really nice. Um, and I just love the little expressions on their faces as well. I think they've done a really nice job of capturing mm. the character. of the What sport. are we looking at, though? Are they going to be delivered as 3D files or resin for print or resin or what? Uh, I believe it's going to be a mix of things. So you'll be able to get them as 3D prints. And I think you'll be able to get them as resin miniatures as well. Uh, but uh, I'll I'll find out um, as they come closer to what they want to try and do. Uh, with I think companies. offering the choice would be good at this point. Yeah. When yeah. you say when you say resin, like. So there's an option of physically printed or STL. You're thinking, is that what as far as I'm aware, because that's what they've kind of done in the past with some of their stuff. So I'm I'm assuming that's what they're going to go with the release of these. But it'll be is this because you want some, Lloyd? No, it's just curious, <laughs> just curious. Are they the right scale for you, Lloyd? Well, that's the, the wrong. Well, well you're actually... going to buy one. That you're going to get us to buy buy our print one, then get us to yeah. measure it. You know, from foot to what eye or foot to top of head. <laughs> um, uh, well, let's go for to let's go fit the top ahead for me. It's just easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not right, um, but it's easier. Uh, but there's well, also what time period do these cover then? So it's kind of Cold War stuff. So, so kind of Cold War US. How far uh, back can we go? So this is kind of like what eighties, nineties, yeah, US troops essentially. But uh, mm. yeah, um, so he's lost not, interest now. Yeah. No, I'm thinking more Can't... like seventies. Mm. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, but as you'll see they've done sort of infantry with their regular rifles and then they've got special weapons units as well so you've got the characters with the law uh, launchers there which is really neat and i like that they've got the 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 guy who's obviously then picked up the rocket launcher has dropped his rifle onto the floor mm. so it kind of gives you that nice little narrative moment which you you didn't need to do 
but I think it's a really cool little addition uh, to the set. Um, but they've also been working on vehicles as well. So they've got things like Jeeps and everything in the in the mix. Um, and there's been kind of like little previews of tanks and everything else uh, coming through too. So uh, it essentially army bits. Oh, bit- you tell me about tanks. You tease me about tanks, and we don't have pictures of tanks. Well, I, 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 I was imagine. just I was just happy Did to look at that on- Jeep and go, oh, it's a it's a mutt. I know what that is. If you if you Ow. if you click if you if you scroll down to the thing that says Ow. Facebook page, you'll see some of the. So, oh look, they talked about our story that we talked about. There we go. Oh, hey. gamma goat. There we go. <laughs> I see a gamma goat. Ah, yes, gamma goat. What are you? Are you? Are you okay, John? <laughs> I know what that is. It's a gamma goat. A gamma goat. It's called a gamma goat. Wow. It <laughs> it's is. A, what what it, who made those? Is it a US I, thing? It's it's American. I, they're oh. hard to explain. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> they I, are I'm very guessing they're for transporting explain. things. I yes, suppose, they're right. they're weird. Oh, okay. They, they look like weird. they should be in Toy Town or something. That trailer doesn't unhitch. That's oh, part of the vehicle. Wow. That it's, seems... it's driven and it's all articulated and stuff. It can do everything along oh. with the rest of the vehicle. They're yeah. very, they're weird. Yeah. They so can make them. No, <laughs> no, because they don't work. <laughs> An M sixty eight two, yeah, with all of the additional armor on, mm. the, on the turret, or is it an A three? Mm. It could be an A three. It's an A three. I'm going to defer to your historical knowledge. <laughs> it's a stab in the dark when it's cold war for me. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants these anymore. We'll no, see. nope. We'll see how shite they are. Nobody wants them. <laughs> hey man. Yeah. Uh, They've done a whole host of different things, as you can see, with all the different special weapons and that kind of thing. So if you're looking to try and fight fight out kind of Cold War through to, you know, additional sort of Gulf War stuff, this would be pretty, 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 op- pretty awesome as an option, I think. So uh, yeah, there we go. Printer testing away. There we go. <laughs> we, shall see what the, we shall see where they go with that. They've got their own um, web store, which uh, maybe we might look at in the future as an Indie of the Week, actually. I like cool. the proportions of the men, too. They look nice. Yes. Yes. Very, very similar don't... to the Flames Team Yankee style infantry, mm. that sort of more yes. enhanced proportions. Yeah, I think it's very cool. Um, and yeah, I'm sure people are going to be buying big armies of those, uh, as, as we saw. Moving on to our next thing. This one's a little bit speculative, I guess, Ooh. because the news for Games Workshop this week was kind of stuff that we saw last week. So I was like, why would we talk about that again? And then the Dante <laughs> thing happened. And then a Dante thing happened, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Less said about that, the better. Uh, but there have been some teasers. Hey, we're matching t-shirts today. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Except mine has a UK game book brand. Mine oh, has should, a UK game book brand. Anyway. Hey, Shane, um, we're both wearing hats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but Games Workshop, start of this week, yeah. put out a teaser that was quite obviously a tyranid. This right? one. That's the teaser. Yeah. Yep. That's a tyranid for sure. That's a tyranid. Uh in um, the covers of what looks like High Fleet. I think it's is it Beermoth, the purple one? No, it's one? Leviathan. Oh, Leviathan. Oh, there we go. Mm. I knew Shay would know. Leviathan. You correct me. Good, good. I love that <laughs> I love that the speculatory side of YouTube went utterly ape when they seen this 15 seconds of um nothing burger. Oh yeah. But <laughs> interestingly, if you look in the eye, you'll see. A Terminator. Terminator. Now, 
there was a lot of people being like, oh my God, it's going to be Blood Angels. It's going to be Blood Angels versus Tyranids. It's definitely going to be Space Hulk. And I was like, I don't think so. Nope. It's, <laughs> it's going to be more 10th edition. Yeah, it's no, be it's fun. the fifth element universe getting ruled into 40k. What? <laughs> it really is. Look how orange that guy is. Oh, well, oh God. Hefe, <laughs> more light! <laughs> but if you look closely at the Terminator and you also then look at the image that was shared yeah. and there was also another little bit of teaser, it's got a white helmet and what looks like blue armour. Now that makes me think Ultramarines. How can you, you tell know? it's blue? Because if you look at it's the... It's got an orange filter over it because of if... the eye. But if you look at the tint, the tint of it, and you also look at his right shoulder pad, you'll see that he's got a ultra symbol. Oh, there. That, that would be a giveaway then, wouldn't it? So I'm thinking, as you were saying, John, this is definitely going to be them focusing something towards 10th edition. Because everyone's been saying, well, I say everyone, Valrak has been saying <laughs> <laughs> that the 10th edition box set is going to be Space Marines versus Tyranids. And as yep. far as we're aware, probably what the good is going to be uh, as all the other rumors on these Balrak is generally right more than he's wrong Uh, and it would make sense for the marines in that set to not be tied to a particular faction a particular chapter like the dark angels or the blood angels because then that means that only people who like blood angels are going to go and pick up that box because that's just the way that people's minds work if you make them ultramarines well suddenly that's the poster boys of the imperium they can be anybody just like they do with the Necron set. And so hopefully we're going to be seeing some new kind of up primaristy Terminators going up against the entire new I range seen, of Tyranids. Would be kind um, of cool. I've seen a couple of channels talking like discourse and stuff talking about it, saying we're probably there's some speculation that the firstborn Marines aren't going to survive till eleventh edition. I would imagine. I think tenth might yeah. be the last hurrah for yeah. for the, the firstborn Marines and, and everything mm-hmm. is going to get primarisified. Yeah. I don't care because realistic proportion space marines like the the guard, the the sisters and the, the primaris all scale mm. so wonderfully now. Like they yeah. all look great together. So yeah. Yeah. So it, it just makes sense, I think. Yeah. The the other thing that's coming out, there was another there was a teaser that was leaked that shouldn't have gone out that then appeared on Reddit, which showed the kind of opposite side of it, which was a Terminator in white and blue armor. So obviously it was ultramarines. <laughs> And this is kind of focusing everyone towards the kind of Adepticon releases, maybe a little bit of Warhammer Fest uh, in uh, well, next month, uh, where they should be dropping a lot more information on this. Um, the other big thing of it, and hopefully this will be something that Shay will be looking into potentially, is that they're going to be doing a range refresh of the Tyranids. So we're going to be getting new models for all of that. New sailors, um, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, new fingers crossed. They're yeah. badly needed. Yeah. But when are we going to get the Henry Cavill Marines? Well, That's my question too. <laughs> I want an army of little Henry Cavills. All right, Henry, are you ready? You ready, Henry? Watch out, Henry. It exists. It's custody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't doubt that they'll probably do like a. Does anybody head. sell a Henry head? I or bet others oh, bound to be. You can just buy a load of them and stick them on all your Marines. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so are all of your Marines, Henry, underneath the helmet. Oh yes. yeah. <laughs> it's the uh, best. The best teams seem to be using. None of my Marines wear helmets. Why? Look closer. (laughs) (laughs) Why would they when they look like this? (laughs) Uh, But um, the the Necrons in ninth edition were the ones that got their massive range refresh, where even the basic Necron warriors got turned into um, uh, new kits and that kind of stuff. It was a whole new range. 
Like yeah. everything and, got replaced, basically. Yeah, and it makes sense in my mind, and obviously the minds of a lot of other people, that the Tyrannies are going to be the one to get that next, because as you were saying, Shay, you know, and things like the Gene Steelers have have, have not been changed for a very long time. They don't uh, need change. There's nothing wrong with a Gene Steeler. They're awful. Jay, they tell them <laughs> they are genuinely terrible. They Why? Are, they are mold like central, of them and yeah. I've hated every single one of them. <laughs> See, Lloyd, you've been outvoted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a democracy. Uh, but um, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see where they go with this. Um, Stick some other- crude heads on them if you're bored of them. Well, and make crudy jeans stealers. Hi, are your crude going, Lloyd? Have you done uh, anything with them yet? Slowly. No. I built some. I painted a test one. You just weren't here for it, I don't think. Oh. Patiently, yeah. I'm not allowed uh, on XLBS. And... <laughs> there are a couple of other ideas. Hold on a minute. Oh. You little twat. You look, they're all built. Look. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple of other things that this could be. Maybe we're going to be seeing something for Kill Team or maybe a boarding action set or something like that. But I think that a lot of the kind of portents are pointing towards this being something big for 10th edition and that kind of There's thing. There's more legs here. Do you want them, Ben? Yeah, well, the only the, the only reason I bought I put the the um the third link in there was so we could kind of show off the old range of miniatures. We haven't we haven't gone over the extra extra teaser. That was the Reddit link that I talked about that you were meant to click on and oh. you didn't listen to me. <laughs> I thought you were just having a jibber jabber. Oh my god! Here, there you go. It's almost as if Jerry reads my running orders. Oh, it's so loud! Ah, how do I turn it down? It's it okay. is blue. We, it's okay. We can't hear it. So. We can't hear it. Yeah, there so you it's go. Only used getting deafened, but yeah. So we got to see the other side of things, which was the Terminator, Ooh. and then we had the Warmer Forty Thousand logo in the background, which wouldn't necessarily be there if they weren't going to be doing something to do with Tenth. It would definitely be something else if they were going to be messing around with that. But Adepticon is next week. I'm going to be up at three a.m. in the morning to watch it for you guys <laughs> because oh god, I'm so, not. Yeah. <laughs> then you're not. I'm, I'm, <laughs> then I'm you should live stream it. That would be the best entertainment <laughs> ever. Just a, a Ben that was barely awake going. Uh, uh, some submarines, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'd be I'd be really interested to hear what people submarines. Think. That would be cool. Submarines. Mm. <laughs> I'd be really interested to hear what people uh, say in the comments down below. What do you think about what's coming up? Are you looking forward to kind of primarified Terminators? What do you think they'll do with them design wise? I know a lot of people have done some interesting things where they've kind of kit bashed Terminators with the aggressor kits. I think it is, yeah. and that looks perfect. Um, so maybe it'll just be something as simple as that. But uh, yeah, there's there's also some great 3D prints out there of oh, yes, um, scaled up Terminators which look badass. Yes. Yeah. So we'll see. Hey, wait a minute. Shay, don't you have a 3D printer? A big, shiny, whizzy bang one? Yes, I do indeed. Oh, what? Can't you just print some Terminates? Yeah, I probably could. There you go. Problem sorted. <laughs> Moving on. Don't worry about one. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. A speculative one. But, uh, but there we go. Uh, maybe a good opportunity to, you know, comment down below and win that prize. Ding, ding, ding. Strike oh, yes. Force, I guess. Swing. Boom. Um, so, yeah. Um, oh, look, Ben. Matching t-shirts. I like your t-shirt. There we go. But yes, there we go. Boom. News done. All right, then. 3D printing is the shells. (laughs) Do we have some Tyranids, do we? (laughs) (laughs) Not quite. Uh, But we are going to be looking at the output from Titan Forge miniatures for the month of March. Because that's the month we're in. 
it's almost as if it was ordained but there we go so yes <laughs> uh, they have a tribes over on my mini factory and uh we have we have we've looked at these guys in the past they do uh, absolutely stunning um work uh, across a whole range of different um genres and and game styles and types and all that kind of thing they've um kind of paired things well they've changed things up into like three categories now um so they have what they call kind of like their their sort of fantasy forge well the titan forge which is the fantasy one the cyber forge which kind of goes in the sci-fi direction and then they also have the chibi forge for those people who want to dive into playing around with chibi stuff um and so they've kind of broken things down into that and so every month now we get a big set of releases that fit into each of those different categories um so for march and this is the thing that really caught my eye the actual kind of like titan forge stuff for march is just glorious now i have a soft spot for do you want me to go in there yes you want to click through dive in oh how do i get there if you go to the second link this one there (laughs) this one and scroll down scroll down scroll down there we go Mm -hmm. click on those images and bring them forth oh so this was already got mad so i have a little bit of a soft spot for kind of warforged uh, and so when it was re- it was really awesome seeing the stuff that they put together for this because they have done a huge array of different pieces. So that stuff on the the left is kind of like an um, a big automaton kind of warforged style steampunk fantasy army, which comes with all sorts of different warforged doing amazing things. So you have your kind of core infantry, you have your elite troops, you have like big steampunky dragons uh, and all sorts of things like that. A lot of the stuff that Titanforge does kind of fits into that kind of wheelhouse of being useful for things like Age of Sigma, or we could use it as alternative stuff for Warhammer and the Ninth Day ninth age pardon me and stuff as well but then they've also got all sorts of other bits and pieces that they've thrown into the mix so you've got lots of rpg miniatures and monsters and that kind of stuff too do so, um do time forge still do physical box sets or are they just do i don't printing? know actually um i i know that they used to have some really cool dwarves yeah, they, that's the same Titan Forge. Yeah, it is the same Titan Forge. Yeah, uh, they I think they've moved primarily to 3D printed because they did their big 3D printable game called Bloodfields, where everything was printable. Um, so I think that's kind of where they're kind of sticking their they're within that rut at the moment and, and sort of and running that way. But uh, as you can see, there's loads of amazing bits of piece that they've been working on for this uh, for the month of March and sort of bringing lots of different characters together and things that kind of fit into all sorts of weird uh, sort of avenues as well so you've got things like spaceships and monsters and everything that's now too which is quite nice uh i think you, as you scroll through there you actually see some of them sort of like up oh it's gone chibi well. uh, i used to, yes because of course there is the chibi stuff as well yeah so Hold if on. you keep just going through the gallery yeah i'm going to so that's the chibi stuff that they've been working on oh, and then here we can see some of the stuff um for that's kind of more focused in on what they've been working on over the last little while so there's your kind of big steampunky sort of magically mechanical dragon which i think is absolutely phenomenal um and would definitely be the way that i go if i was trying to kind of build up my own kind of like city states army i think that would be kind of cool so going kind of mortal realms age of sigma using this to kind of be like stormcast eternals but not kind of thing i'd be really worried if i was that dragon rider oh yes looking down there's two cogs three cogs lying on the ground you'd be like oh crap where are they from (laughs) <laughs> which like, bit of this isn't working now like an ikea <laughs> like an ikea build yeah <laughs> uh but yeah as you scroll through that you'll you'll see some of the other bits and pieces they've been working on so just just power through essentially oh, really cog dilemma yeah. again yeah <laughs> oh his cogs fell off him like how cool is that it's kind of <laughs> lost his mighty, cog 
Yeah, he's lost his cogs in in a in an inappropriate place as well. But there we go. Um, the other thing that's written quite nice about that is that I kind of like the idea of using them as kind of something a little sci fantasy as well, because mm. they've got that kind of vibe that they could they don't necessarily have to fit into a fantasy world. You could use them as this as kind of like your sci fi army at the same time, uh, and just sort of play around with them, kind of as if they kind of fit into that that kind of weird house that you get for. I guess 40k really where it's kind of like swords and sorcery but it's also guns at the same time <laughs> which would kind of make sense in my mind but uh yeah some really nice bits and pieces in there i especially like that they did all this rank and file stuff as well so that you're not just kind of limited to a set of characters or something that you then have to kind of fit into an army they've basically gone and done well we'll just do everything you can get your hands on all of the forces that you'll need um we're playing around on the tabletop, and uh, yeah, I think they, I think they're great. Kind of sweet, actually. Kind of sweet. Yeah, yeah. And especially for someone who has a three D printer, <laughs> <laughs> Shay. these might end up being sent as files to Shay's print, maybe. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, pay for services rendered. Over there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at that, at the minute, I think only my printer is doing anything, so. <laughs> but it's not I've doing printed. any it's not doing anything you know wargaming oh well there we go oh, yeah. Yeah. but yeah so this is some of their kind of rpg stuff so you had some heroes there this is their sort of rust monster thing so probably quite terrible to put against well actually very good to put up against that army that we were just looking at which is kind of made entirely of mechanical people uh but yeah then you've got things like golems and that kind of stuff as well thrown into the mix so if you're looking to kind of spice up your dungeons um with some fun bits and pieces you can do and then you've got weird stuff like that like a massive huge uh floating citadel essentially uh so if you wanted to go down the sky pirate route you got that going for you as well so it's quite nice um possibly inspired potentially by what's been happening in critical role for anyone who's been watching that recently uh lots of sky piratey adventures in that uh, but yeah, so uh, pretty much done everything that you need for your kind of fantasy armies. And then as we were looking at as well, they've done sci-fi and, and chibi and all sorts of other bits and pieces as well. Um, yeah, so kind of weird Cthulhu-y style investigators, but in the future for their sci-fi picks for this time around, which I thought was quite Space fun. Space Cthulhu. Space Cthulhu, yeah. Because the old ones didn't just exist in the 20s. <laughs> it looks pretty Cthulhu to me. Uh-huh. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Very good. So yeah, you so I like this because you've got kind of like uh sort of futuristic investigators. So you've got that 1920s noir thing going on, but sort of brought forward into the far future. And then you've got lots of little different bits and pieces there. Um <laughs> there's some poor sods trapped in VR. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough. Let me out. It won't get off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is the fate of us all eventually, I, I guess. But uh, yeah, you could also use them, I, I suppose, actually as kind of like uh, cyber psychos in your um, cyberpunk games too, if you really wanted to. Or as, um, what are they called in uh, in 40K? The guys that have been uh, turned into essentially killers, assassin killer robot things. Archoflagellant or something? Yeah, archoflagellants, that's the ones, yes. They'd be kind of cool for those as well, if you wanted to go down that route. But yeah, uh, you know, who would have thought it, you know, a big Cthulhu-y demon from the far future stomping around in sort of a neon-drenched city uh, rather than uh, simply the uh, the streetlights of Chicago or something like that. But, uh, yeah, very cool indeed. What's with the pixely look? 
I think it's, I don't know if it's kind of baked in texture to the bust because they've tried to make it bigger or if it's just some weird thing with the photo, maybe. But uh, no, they've clearly put that up on purpose. Yeah. Was, no, look, look at the next one. The next one's smooth. Yes. Is it smooth? Hmm. Oh, was it a cyberspace? Does, does it rotate? I think they're just oh. saying. Oh, it's, it's I like, just like a digital version or something. Like, just oh, I see. Better. I see. Make it look. You could make that look like a hologram kind of oh, thing. Oh my god, that's cool. That took us way too long to figure out. Yeah. If only we'd been reading. <laughs> on the <jet. laughs> Oh, I like the little short ones. The little kind of like cyber imp demon things. Yeah, kind of cool. Could see those being used as some kind of alternative chaos force on the table. If, it, if yeah. Doom was a 40k army, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> pretty much that wraps it up. Yeah, yeah. look at them. Oh, we just want to show you love and then eat your heart. <laughs> <laughs> and and spaceships. spaceships and all sorts of things as well. Yeah, some diorama bits and terrain and that kind of thing as well. Oh, that's kind of messed up. Yeah. That's very ghost in the shell. It is. Mm-hmm. You can imagine that maybe they've that's like a net runner that spent too long in the in cyberspace and Cthulhu mm. has found his way in and sort of drawn them deeper into the machine or something. Oh, Cthulhu isn't a isn't a mythical monster, it's actually just an AI virus. Yeah. Oh, that's that kind of, cool. That yeah. is cool. Oh my god, that is definitely the next role play I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then you've got your chibi stuff as well. So they kind of covered uh, all sorts of different uh, fronts. This one looks like free. It does a little bit, actually. No space buns, though. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, it's no space bun. But that's yeah. de- that is definitely her I'm not impressed with you expression. That's, <laughs> that's the John, why are you still talking expression. I was like, <laughs> and you've even got a little unicorn pony as well. Because why not? Because it's cute. Amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> or Shay. <laughs> wow! That wow. is, yeah. Hey, you're you're working on the beard, so yeah, yeah, getting there. <laughs> Shay equals bugbear is the yep. new meme. So <laughs> I think we we find every week that we can either find a Jerry model, a Justin model, or a Shay model. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, some awesome stuff there from Titan Forge. As I say, they do stuff every month. Um, we're just kind of focusing in on what they've been releasing for, for the month of March this year. Um, but if you want to dive in and have a look at more of their store, you can do because a lot of the stuff that's available to Patreons then becomes available to everybody else um, at uh, uh, over on my mini factory. So you can go and dive in and see what you've uh, what you've missed out on when it comes to uh, previous months and stuff. But yeah, Titan Forge, awesome. Big right. Forge Army, away we go. Yeah. It's Kickstarter time. Kickstarter time. And this is the yes. bit of the show that all the rich peeps jump to. Oh, right. So not the cool kids, the rich No, it's kids. the rich kids now. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> What's up first, mucker? Uh, uh, so we're going to be kicking things off. I said, I said, I said, for anybody who can't understand the accent, I said mucker. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> I did double take. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Battle Systems are back on Kickstarter um, with their new fantasy dungeon crawler called Maladum Dungeons of Enveron. 
Um, so this is, well, these are the creators of Core Space, which a lot of people will remember, uh, an absolutely fantastic kind of solo cooperative versus um, uh, sci-fi game set in the far future where you played out amazing um, scenarios on really fun 3D terrain that they'd created. Well, uh, the folks at Battle Systems have now gone Ooh, a lot of to, pictures. The, uh, here we go. to the realm of fantasy Ooh. and dived into Maladum, which is their sort of next step like for the core mechanics of uh, core space. They've taken what they did with that and they've kind of built on it to give it a proper fantasy spin. And they've provided us with a new adventure in a box where you take on the role of um, sort of cavalier heroes rather than spacefaring rogues as you dive deeper into dungeons and get stuck into all sorts of fun um, hijinks and everything like that. A lot of the stuff that makes uh, the Battle Systems games great is sort of built into this so you've got the same kind of like little cool uh sort of pip system with your uh, activations and stuff on your little character cards and things so it's really kind of uh focused around action economy and sort of where and when you want to do big cinematic things but then you've also got all the other bits and pieces so when you when you're searching things you are literally searching things so there'll be tokens in the boxes that you'll have to open up the chests and you'll have to find what weapons are inside and that kind of thing which is really nice um, the thing that they've done with uh, Maladum, though, is that they've taken what they were doing with Core Space and kind of built up this huge now sort of long running campaign that's all contained within the one big box that you get. So you you can play one off if you want to, but the whole purpose of this is to kind of dive into it as kind of like a Gloomhaven-y sort of descent style affair where you'll play through linked scenarios where everything that you do in one of them will affect what happens in the next one. So, for example, in one of the Let's Plays that um, Jerry was in, um, I think it was this week, was it? Well, I think it was this week. Was this week? I think so. Time yeah, is the rules. You can download the rules for our, our wee peak. Okay. Oh, where did they go? I got a link to the rules. Where did they go? I think down in a... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> where he was delving down into a dungeon to try and switch... Oh, it's a rules article. Free for oh, rules done. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I clicked the wrong thing. Back in business. Professional. Professional, yes. Uh, where he was diving into uh, sort of a sewer where he had to kind of switch a bunch of levers and things to save the town. And that the the sort of what he did there would sort of link into what happened in future scenarios and that kind of thing as well, which I thought was really nice. That The first video we did was from a couple of weeks ago was actually like a big how to play. So we kind of broke it down into different sections so that you could sort of learn about particular elements of the the rule book as you're reading it through it maybe and see how it plays out in reality. So if you want to get like a proper big kind of guided tour of the rules for uh, Maladum, then I definitely recommend going to watch that first video, which is actually linked on the Kickstarter page for you to go and have a look at. And I think a lot of people have already dived into Oh, is it? As well. We yeah. didn't even get that far. I was too busy looking at <laughs> It was because there's so much stuff on here. <laughs> um, so as I said, the actual Maladum Dungeons of Enveron box set comes with everything you need to play the game. So you get all of your hero miniatures in plastic, you get all of your villains, so you got all your monsters, your kind of undead revenants and that kind of thing. But then you also get that absolutely stunning 3D dungeon terrain set that is entirely modular <laughs> and can be built in different ways. Um, I love it. You're getting all excited about the 3D stuff just as I'm getting excited about, ooh, a rollout mat! <laughs> <laughs> um, Battle Systems have been doing really nice kind of cardboard uh, terrain for a very long time now, and they've really nailed the approach to all of this. Um, they've done really nice sets of fancy stuff, kind of outdoors environments as well, kind of like Skyrim style um, 
sort of landscapes and that kind of thing but this kind of goes back to their roots and has kind of been developed to give you a really fun sort of dungeon setup um as i say everything that you need to play the campaign comes in that one box so in addition to all of the cool stretch goals and things like that you'll still only have to buy just the core set if you want to play the game and have fun with it which i think is really nice the other thing that's really cool about this kickstarter is that they know that not everybody wants to play maladum a lot of people just want the terrain and so they've put a pledge together where you get all of the terrain and then there are separate stretch goals which are adding more furniture into that as well which i think is really nice so maybe if you are just playing Dungeons & Dragons or Pathfinder or one fancy roleplay or whatever, you can just pick up the terrain bundle and use that uh, uh, as your kind of entry point into uh, what battle systems are offering, which I think is really nice. Um, or as you can see there, you can combine the two and have even more. Because <laughs> why wouldn't you want bigger dungeons, I guess? Um, but yeah, uh, really fun uh, concept, really cool idea. Um, it's definitely worth diving yeah. in and watching our how to play. <laughs> Give it a shot. <laughs> got some more vids here too. Plenty of vids. Yeah, so there's plenty of vids from a bunch of other creators as well. I think T and G have, have helped out with it as well, which is quite nice. Uh, and there's more stuff. Obviously, as Lloyd was showing, you can download the the rulebook and have a look at that. Swing, which is cool. Um, and just see what you think of the game. As I say, if you've liked Core Space, this seems like a natural way for you to go to pick up your next game from Battle Systems. If you liked the idea of Core Space but you didn't like the genre. Well, try Maladum because it's got a lot does of this come, space DNA. Does this thing come in the box? Yeah, it's like a big rock giant thing. Oh, gee whiz. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, they've shown off so much terrain. I'm like, where the heck are your big pictures of your minis? Alas, there are less big pictures of miniatures, but. Uh, but yeah. you, you scrolled past the miniature part. <laughs> yeah, but they were all tiny. So I'm like, look, where's your big pictures of your minis? <laughs> Show your minis. <laughs> I think they're we all know what they're more proud of. <laughs> they're just doing it to taunt you, though, Lloyd. Yeah. They know that you need big pictures. So, yeah, that's the way it is, unfortunately. But maybe they'll hear this and they'll put some oh, big pictures. Oh, here we go. Scroll cool. down. Look, there's some bigger pictures. There you go. Yeah. So, you you know how in, well, maybe you don't know, but you, you know how in Core Space, your kind of enemy was always the kind of robots that would some sort of would find their way onto the ship or they'd find their way into the market and they'd start hunting you down while you were going up against another rival band. Well, in this, it's these kind of revenant undead that have been summoned by necromancers and all that kind of thing that are trying to kind of kill everybody and I drag like people that. away into the darkness. I like, <laughs> I like that. I like creatures that look cute but are definitely going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> He's even got little tiny arms for helping yeah. you. So yeah, not gonna help me. He's He's gonna give you a little hug with his little arms, and then he'll kill you with his big arms. Jeez, little arms, they're (laughs) useful. But yeah, so um, as I was saying before as well, uh, the game can be played solo, which is cool. Um, where you can have some of your characters as heroes, but then you flip the cards over and they become NPCs, so they have kind of like a a, an easier to run setup, which is kind of nice. Um, you can also play it cooperatively, so you can group together with a bunch of friends and go up against the game's kind of inbuilt AI. Or you could do it versus. You don't necessarily have to, but um, when Colin was playing and showing Jerry how to how to play the game as well, he basically took on the role of the enemies and that kind of thing, which I thought was quite nice. And you can have kind of like versus teams between um, heroes and adventurers as well, which is really cool. Um, so, yeah. What I, I are think... the minis? Are the minis a plastic? Or yes, PVC plastic. type plastic, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So they're all single piece. Um, so they all just come with their bases attached and things like that, and you just away you go. So yeah, um, just like they did with Core Space and that kind of thing in the past. So I, I I have no doubt they're going to expand this in all sorts of different ways to provide you with lots of interesting um, new quests and scenarios and things like that as well. But uh, 
and as an out of the box experience, it seems pretty darn uh, well 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 catered to. And Battle Systems have been working on it for a very long time as well, so it's been refined to a sharp point, as it were. So yeah, very cool. I swish. I like the artwork. The artwork's great. Yeah, the artwork, the design, uh, the miniatures, the terrain, everything seems just awesome. <laughs> And uh, a lot of people who have, di- who have dived in on this as their first Kickstarter, which I thought was quite nice. Um, so clearly it has the appeal, um, especially with the idea of it just being dungeon crawling, I think. I think that sort of ticks a lot of boxes for a bunch of people. Is so, it funded? How long has it got left? It is definitely funded. <laughs> so and It's definitely funded. It <laughs> has 19 days left from the time you're watching this. So, so yeah. Sweet. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Next one. The yeah, last part of the show, peeps. The last part of the show. The best Keep it bit. strong. You're nearly there. I'm nearly there. I've, you don't I've have talked... to get your wallet out just yet. Wait yeah. to the end of the show. <laughs> I've talked for nearly an hour solid. Let's see if I can make it. Right. So, <laughs> uh, Moving uh, from fantasy back to history, um, we're going to be looking at what Footsaw Miniatures and Games and also Warhost have put together. Um, so Gangs of Rome. Is there is is coming back to the tabletop with a new Kickstarter? So this is their twenty eight mil gang fight skirmish game set in the ancient world uh, on the streets of Rome. Who would have thought it? Right. <laughs> in this game, you will be running a gang of criminals uh, led by the Senate or just some kind of underworld crime boss. Aren't all politicians criminals? Who knows? Probably in this day and age <laughs> but either way you'll be trying to fight to kind of gain footing and standing within the uh, the echelons of government and the senate and stuff in rome and how do you do that by stabbing people in the back burning down their temples robbing shops killing them on the street bribing the police getting the firemen to set fire to barns all that kind of good stuff <laughs> uh, and that oh. is all kind of baked into your gangs of rome uh, sort of gameplay experience. Plastic miniatures, huh? Yeah, so they're working on that as well, which is kind of cool. Uh, so all of the previous stuff that ex- has existed miniatures-wise for Gangs of Rome is totally legal, just to make everybody aware. So that's all cool, right? What they've been trying to do with this is they've put together a huge new rule book that is almost double the size of the last one, maybe even a little bit more, uh, that is packed to the brim with additional rules and stuff that they came out with as they were kind of building up Gangs of Rome and uh, also comes with a big new campaign element baked into this as well. So you could play Gangs of Rome previous to this and it was fun just to kind of like, you know, toss around on the streets of, of Rome and see where things go. But with the new... Uh, uh, with the new rulebook, you can actually tile this together into a big campaign. So you can see yourself going from kind of a lowly gang member, kind of fighting his way through local politics, up to someone who is governed by the will of the Senate and is maybe trying to kind of um, win a place, a seat next to the great Caesar himself or something at the same time, which I think is really cool. Um, they The actual mechanics of the game uh, are pretty fun and quick and interesting as well to dive into. Uh, it's all... you. You you have a, like a, a small set of models, maybe five or six models per side, and then you've got a little bag that you draw tokens from, and that allows you to activate different units. When you activate them, you kind of plan what they're going to do, and then you roll dice to see if they actually succeed in that. So you might be like, right, I'm going to run and then leap across here and then strangle this guy and throw him off a building. Well, then you roll your dice a quick, uh, sort of a, akin to the skill that you're using for that, and then you see if you follow it through to the end. 
What's then really nice about this is that it has like a really nice cinematic feel to it and you can do all that kind of cool stuff. So in the demo game they showed, there's a lot of fighting on top of kind of like scaffolding where they're literally picking people up and chucking them off into the crowds of people down below because then the mobs turn on them and then start kicking them to death, a little bit like Blood Bowl or something, which was really cool. <laughs> uh, and they've kind of baked everything into that. The other thing I was I mentioned mobs there as well. The game actually comes with these larger bases which contain like a bunch of just sort of normal townsfolk that are walking around. There you go, the mob. Um, they start off kind of uninterested in what's happening, and it's kind of like oh, just some people you know buzzing around, stabbing each other. We'll stay out of that business. But as you kind of agitate them, they kind of move around as this almost like swarm of annoyance that will start to like kick you and beat you up and stuff as you're fighting, which I think is really nice. But you can also kind of blend into them Assassin's Creed style and then sort of leap out and stab someone and then run away and that kind of thing as well, which is really neat. Um, as I say, they've also done some really nice stuff with like scenarios and that kind of stuff as well. So there's lots of things built in there for, you know, burning down bakeries or, you know, you're building a temple and the opposing gang has been sent to try and stop you from finishing the temple and that kind of thing. Uh, and the miniatures themselves are are stunning as as they as they all want to be from the folks. <laughs> so as well. so yeah. can, can, can we then play the um, People's Front of Judea against the Judeans People Front? Maybe. Maybe. I guess. Is yes. that a hairy pig or is he just happy to see us? What's going on? <laughs> Maybe a bit of both. Maybe a bit of both. Um, as well as the miniatures as well, um, Footsaw worked along, alongside Sarissa to bring a whole bunch of Gangs of Rome terrain to the tabletop the first time around. That stuff still exists. So you can dive in and get your hands on all of that. And uh, again, it's a really fun little way for you to play out to... Uh, yeah, um, the the backstab. We're still waiting for Jerry to build it all and paint it all. <laughs> whoa, whoa! This seems like revisionist history to me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know there's a lot of people who really like Gangs of Rome and are very happy to see it back um, on the tabletop. Definitely go and check this one out. Uh, it's it's great stuff once again from Footsaw, and they're the people that design things like the Baron's War and all that kind of good stuff as well. So it's it's definitely got some good pedigree to it. So go and check it out. There we go. That wraps us up, peeps. You got any saliva left, Ben? <laughs> Just a bite. Right, well, if you've made it to this far, to the end of the show, congrats. Remember to go and comment for your chance to win that Space Marine Strike Force from ontabletop.com. Swing! But until next week, have a great game. Oh, a great game. A great weekend of gaming. Oh, and if you're interested in what we're up to, come and join us on the XLBS. We're going to be talking about hobby stuff and what people have been up to. I'm getting Maybe excited about that. No, 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 no trains this week. Oh, okay. If you want to, oh. if you're interested in trains, check out the last 48 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but no trains this week. Yeah. Right, peeps. Until next week, happy gaming. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.